This is Reverend Charles Fenson. I'm the interim pastor at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa, California. This is the morning worship service. Our address is 2850 Fairview Road, Costa Mesa, California, 92626. Our website is pccov.org, and our Facebook page is pccov. And our email is info at pccov.org. We welcome you to this service. Our vision statement is that the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant is a Christ-centered community set free by grace and placed in our neighborhoods to serve and to invite all people into a wondrous relationship with God. God bless you as you worship with us. people of God. Good morning, friends in Christ. Welcome to worship. Welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant here in Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa. People have their fourth Sunday of Advent sparklies on and red on and green on. I have a suit on. Don't get used to it. Don't get used to it. Welcome to all of our friends and guests and any visitors here this morning that we could welcome and introduce. Stand up and give us your name. Michelle and Ryan. We're so glad. I, Michelle, come, come forward, Michelle. I want you to meet Walden. This is Walden right here. Hi, <laughs> this is Walden. Uh, Walden and Michelle are good friends, good friends, good friends. Other guests that we could introduce, we could welcome. Yes, Megan, nice to see you, Megan. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. So today is the fourth Sunday of Advent. Please sign the friendship books and pass them along that we might have record of your worship, that we might greet you by name. And um, tomorrow is Christmas Eve, one worship service here at, hold your hands up, four o'clock, four o'clock, Christmas candlelight service, so we will enjoy that service. Kathy, do you have friends here that you could introduce? Who, who are these good people? Stand up, Kathy, introduce your friends, family. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. 
Cindy and Kim from San Diego and Arizona, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we are receiving our Christmas joy offering, one of our uh, special offerings over the year for retired ministers. So ministers that have uh, fought the good fight and are now retired from their service of ministry, which I will be uh, very shortly, sometime in the next 25 years. <laughs> so, so please do give to that. Um, Friends of the Arts, we are still receiving a basket in the back. Friends of the Arts to defray the costs from last Sunday and other arts programs here. Any word about that, Cornell, or give, 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 <laughs> give. And finally, we have our uh, pledge boxes, as you can see in our bulletins. We have a tremendous shortfall from uh, making budget this year. Please do uh, fulfill your pledges or give an extra pledge. The per capita of $34.80 is also in there. Uh, we're assessed a per capita every year. Um, so please uh, make note of that in the memo line of your check. And uh, our pledge boxes are here. So this is Amy's box. She's in London. Who will take this box to her tonight? All expenses paid. There you are. Stop in, stop in Ireland, by the way. Take this, sir. Take it. Okay. All right. Stand up and greet your neighbor in Christ, please. Stand up and greet your neighbor. Okay, <laughs> can I have you take your seats? It's time to come to worship. <laughs> All right, would you please stand for the call to worship now that you've been seated? A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. In accordance with God's promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth, where righteousness is at all. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. God of grace, you chose the Virgin Mary, full of grace, to be the mother of our Lord and Savior. Now fill us with your grace, that with her we may rejoice in your salvation and in all things embrace your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And let us sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing.
This morning, we relight the three candles of the Advent wreath, the candle of hope, the candle of love, and the candle of joy. Now we light the fourth candle of Advent, the candle of peace, as we remember that Jesus is our peace. Each candle brings us closer to the time when we recall Christ's birth, as well as his second coming. As we worship our Lord, let us also be aware of his present coming. People, the prophet Isaiah, we read, For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. From the Gospel of John, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. From Psalms, let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people to his faithful, to those who turn to him in their hearts. Let us pray. O gracious God, may we find your peace as we prepare for our Lord's birth. May divisions within us and in our families be peacefully resolved. May there be peace in our cities, our nation, and the countries of the world. Help us to see the paths of peace in our lives and then give us courage to follow them. Lord, let us remember that you are giver of everlasting peace and that you are always, always with us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sandy, and thank you, Marcia. Could we have all the boys and girls and the youth and the young of heart come on up, sit on these steps? Good, young of heart, of course. Young of heart, great. Nice to see you on this fourth Sunday of Advent. We just lit the candle of peace. Peace, and Christ is our peace. I want you to think about gifts tomorrow or The day after tomorrow, you may be opening gifts. What do you think you're going to get for Christmas? Hopefully peace. Hopefully peace. Other things you're going to get for Christmas? Food? Socks. Socks. (laughs) I've got my Snoopy, my Snoopy socks on. (laughs) Joe Cool. Fellowship. Fellowship, yes. 
Okay. Toys? Love. Love. Yes. Tools? You're going to get tools? Get you on facilities committee. Where's the little one? Oh, yeah, okay. I'd like you to take a look at this um, screen up here. I've got a little, little video for you, and I want you to think about gifts in a new way. Can we show that? I'm alive! I'm alive! Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Uh, hey, Christine, you're here too. Mm. I love you. I know. Dad, what's happening? Uh, honey, the power works. It's coming. It goes on and off. Whatever we want. <laughs> We've got clean water. Oh, that's great. Look at that. Ooh. I bet I know what this does. Rain down the glorious water! Ah, shoes. Oh, what do we got here, guys? Food! Mm, I love food. What? A beef food? Do you not have work? This is awesome! Look, look at here. Feed? The what? Jack, be careful! Oh, I have a car! Did you guys see this? Yeah, you have a car. Oh, a car! <laughs> and don't forget your coffee. You're the best. <laughs> what does this teach us? that our brothers and sisters, our moms and dads, are all what? Presents, gifts. This community of faith here, these are gifts. Thank you, Everly. We'll put that in the offering. Would you put that in the offering, please? Okay. <laughs> But we are remembering, of course, that our greatest gift in this Christmas season is the newborn Savior. And he was born 2,000 years ago on Christmas Eve that we'll celebrate uh, tomorrow night in worship and with our family and our friends. So that's the greatest gift we have. So let's fold our hands and bow our heads and pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for the gift of friends and family. We thank you now for the gift of life and the gift of a new child. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. So before we go, before we go, last night my neighbor Jan said to me, Charles, he's from Germany. Charles? Is that a good German accent? He said, Charles, would you like some chocolate cake? And I said, Jan, no thank you. I just had supper. Have a napkin, pass it down. And um, I said, but the boys and girls would like chocolate cake. So he said, you know, it, it's kind of messy. So Jan went to the store and he made a special trip for cake just for you.
And these are red velvet cakes. Who wants one? Oh, they might. Just pulled up. Good, good. Thank you. Oh, really? Now, this is not quite like Unetta's homemade cupcakes that we're going to get in a few moments. But this is pretty good. Anyone? 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 Oh, look at this guy. Path? Really? Really? Okay, Ryan? Okay, better have one. And, yeah, play it right on. All right, off to your classes, off to your activities. I'll, uh, I'll just pass this through the congregation. There's, there's five left, you know. Can I say something? Sure. I just want to thank all you that helped contribute to the toys for the soup kitchen. They went out good. They had turkeys. They had uh, a box of food. We had to put the turkeys inside the box. It was a heavy box. But thank you so much. From my heart and the soup kitchen's heart, I want to thank you. Thank you, Craig. That's very nice. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. So this morning's affirmation of faith is really a litany, which is a, a responsive prayer. If you would stand, please. We will affirm our faith together and then sing the Gloria. So let us um, say this together, please. The Word was made flesh, alleluia, alleluia, and dwelt among us, alleluia, alleluia. Jesus, Son of the living God, splendor of the Father, light eternal, glory to you, O God. Jesus, King of glory, Son of righteousness, born of the Virgin Mary, Glory to you, O Lord, Jesus, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Lord. Glory to you, O Lord, glory to you. Jesus, Prince of Peace, shepherd of souls, perfect in holiness. Jesus, friend of all, protector of the poor, treasure of the faithful. Jesus, good shepherd, Inexhaustible wisdom, our way, our truth, and our life. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus, joy of the angels and crown of all the saints. Glory to you, O Lord. Let us sing the Gloria. seated. And Kathy Rasmussen is here to give a moment for the pastor nominating committee. Gwen Black is here to give a moment for the pastor nominating committee. Would you like to use the pulpit and then everyone can hear you.
Good morning, everyone. Uh, Merry Christmas. It's wonderful to be here. Um, we will be busy, the pastor nominating committee over this holiday season, reviewing um, 99 applications we've received so far, pastor, um, I'm sorry, uh, personal information forms. So um, we've already been through a number of them, about 20, and we have um, about 70 to go, right? So uh, we'll be um, doing this over the next couple of weeks, and we'll meet again in January and then go through that process, and we ask for your prayers during this process. Um, it's very important for us to have your prayers, for us to always, you know, kind of be looking for the Word of God, for His guidance in this process and His wisdom. So we just ask that you pray with us, and if it's okay, if we can go ahead and just take a moment. Okay. Dear Lord, I want to thank you so much for identifying people in this church to step forward and serve on the pastor nominating committee. Being able to be here, Lord, and serve you and um, help open our eyes to see who you've identified for this church for the future to come, Lord. We thank you as well for Pastor Charles stepping in in the interim. It's been a wonderful time to transition, Lord. It's always a tough way to kind of go through change, Lord, but you've been shepherding us through this process in a lovely way. And we just thank you for your guidance. We ask that you be with us for everyone here during this season. Help us to see all the gifts you have put in our lives this um, day, Lord, and in the year to come. We thank you for your Holy Son, and we pray that uh, we just are kind to each other. We bring peace and joy, Lord, that you have provided to us and that you want the world to see. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Gwen, and we will continue to remember you in our love and in our prayers and the rest of the pastor nominating committee uh, moderated by our sister Erlinda there. Thank you for everyone who serves so faithfully. So our scripture on this fourth Sunday of Advent is taken from Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. Let us listen for God's word to us. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. 
God, our helper, by your Holy Spirit, open now our minds that as the Scriptures are heard and your Word is proclaimed, we may be led into your Advent truth and taught your Christmas will for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We have come to the fourth Sunday of Advent. In these Advent Sundays, we have been looking at almost all the Gospels, the various songs and voices of the first Advent, the first coming of Jesus in Bethlehem. We have listened to the joyful and surprising songs of elderly Elizabeth and Zechariah, anticipating their miracle child, John. We have heard the voice of Gabriel announcing to both Zechariah and today the Annunciation to Mary. Every one of these singers and voices from Isaiah to John the Baptizer have been readying our hearts for Christmas. So today we look at the story of the angel announcing to little Mary the news of her coming child and Mary's response to these events to be. Mary's Magnificat is one of the most celebrated and treasured songs in all the Scripture. During evening prayers in the Anglican Church in New Zealand, we would hear Mary's Magnificat. But our text this morning in Advent 4, Luke 1, 26-38. The Annunciation of our Lord's birth has its focus on that fact alone, the Advent the coming of Jesus the Christ. If the modern Christian comes to this text with a number of historical, biographical, or even biological questions, these are not the questions that Luke addresses. The angel Gabriel points to the real focus of Luke. Gabriel, in an extended identification, announces to Mary that she was to name her son Jesus. One who would be given the throne of his ancestor David, called Great Son of the Most High. In both this Gospel of Luke and in the story of the early church in the Acts of the Apostles, Luke calls our attention, our worship to Jesus, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Christ. And that's who you are, that's who we are as covenant church in this Advent 2018. As we close this interim year, we are announcing in music last week, Bells Noels. The week before, our festival of carols. During the daily traffic of community groups that use our sacred space week by week and day by day, in the myriad of ministries and activities of this church, we are announcing with Gabriel of old that we are a Christ-centered congregation. And I am grateful that you have so cultivated and treasured your relentless focus on this same Jesus the Christ. A church may be known for a lot of good things, preaching, teaching, music, arts, mission, giving, justice, and mercy, but you at PCC, you have been focused on Luke's love, the announcement by Gabriel that the community of Christian faith is all about in its mission and its ministry, we are all about Jesus. 
And when we are Christ-centered, what follows? Well, giving, mission, music, teaching, even faithful preaching. I've been most grateful for your Christ-centered hearts here at PCC, and we have so much more to do together in this, our second year of transition. So, within the angel Gabriel's announcement, three themes. If you could take your bulletins and look on the back for the sermon notes, those are our three points. The first theme that Gabriel states explicitly in verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. That's the first theme. Nothing will be impossible with God. These are Gabriel's final words to Mary. And they sum up the birth stories of both John the Baptist and Jesus. John the Baptist's parents, Elizabeth and Zechariah, are old. Elizabeth is past the age of childbearing. Young Mary may have recalled, and certainly Luke writing 70 years later, cites another Hebrew Bible story of impossibility. Remember old Sarah and Abraham, long past the age of childbearing, are told by three strangers, maybe angels, that Sarah and Abraham were to have a son. And Sarah, in that next slide, there she is in the background, Sarah to the stranger laughs. And the stranger says, nothing will be impossible with God. So like Sarah and Abraham, Elizabeth and Zechariah, hope in what is impossible. Now Gabriel announces to a virgin Mary to trust God for that same impossibility. And how can Mary do that? How can Mary or any of us believe in the impossible? Luke tells us how. Luke is setting down an orderly gospel account of all the impossible things that God has done. Healing sick, resurrection of Jesus, gifts of the Holy Spirit, formation of a community, release of captive apostles. Again and again, Luke tells us of the impossible things God is actually accomplishing. So you at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, you believe in the impossible too. You always have. Every week we ask for forgiveness for the sake of Jesus. Because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are dead to sin, said the Apostle Paul, and alive to Christ. I don't know about you, but God forgiving me and making me alive to Christ, that really is impossible. But not so for God. Gabriel said so to Mary to Sarah, to us, week by week, we gather believing that nothing is impossible with God. That's the first announcement of Advent 2018. With God, nothing is impossible, beginning with your redemption (laughs) and mine. Second theme in this Annunciation is a theme often neglected. Let's move to the next slide. It's that of grace. Oh, that's a beautiful picture. Thank you, Sharon. I text Sharon every Saturday afternoon, and I say, find some pictures. (laughs) And this slide is of grace. 
Gabriel greets Mary with the words, Greetings, favored one, favored one, the Lord is with you. Gabriel assures frightened, little, bewildered Mary, you have found favor with God. And that word favor comes in our translations as grace. What was it about Mary that made her deserving of God's grace? Startlingly, there's nothing in this text that provides even a hint to the answer to that question. Luke identifies Mary as a young girl engaged to be married. More is said about Joseph being of the house of David than about Mary. Even Zechariah and Elizabeth, Luke describes as righteous and blameless, they all kept God's commandments and had a fervent prayer life, yet not a single word from Luke describes the virtues or vices of Mary. Nothing to say why God chose her, and that's precisely Luke's point. It's all about grace. Mary does not earn or deserve the honor of becoming the mother of Jesus any more than any other woman. The gospel of God's grace is not a story about virtue rewarded or vice punished, but it's about grace coming to Mary and to us. Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, may you continue to be a place of grace, where grace is preached, grace is taught, grace is heard, and grace is practiced. Next slide. I have a younger sister named Mary. Mary lives with her beloved husband, Ernesto, in Monrovia, and we believe that Mary, at birth, lacked oxygen, and she grew up slower than the rest of her classmates, and my parents and others fought hard for special education in those early years in La Cañada. And I remember at the dining room table when we were all kids talking a mile a minute, but when Mary spoke, there was to be no interrupting. Those were the family rules. We listened, and sometimes Mary spoke haltingly, backtracking, bewilderingly, often pretty funny, but we listened without interruption. And that taught us patience and goodwill, and we learned about grace. My sister Mary did not earn grace or even deserve grace. She wasn't perfect, but at our table, grace was expected. And may you continue in 2018, 2019 to be a sanctuary of grace because the gospel expects that of us. The angel said to Mary, favored one, grace one, and so we to one another, to our community, to our churches, to our Los Ranchos Presbytery, even when people disagree with us, we say, you are a graced one. You are a favored one. The Lord be with you. What was Mary's response? Final slide. What was Mary's response to this grace? And this touches on our third theme. Following Gabriel's announcement, Mary responds, Here am I, servant of the Lord. Mary's service comes as a result of God's plan. All Mary dreamed about was a quiet wedding. And now this. 
Mary had questions, of course, how much she understood of Gabriel's answer. The power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Most High will overshadow you. How much Mary understood then was probably about as much as we understand today. Yet the real miracle of the story is that Mary, the servant, said, yes, let it be with me according to your word. Let it be. That's where the Beatles got their song. Let it be from Mary. Let it be with me according to your word. Mary as servant is a strong Mary, not a weak Mary. It's Mary of the Magnificat, the servant who strongly sings out to the God who flips the world on its head. Mary is in the service of a God who brings the powerful down from their thrones, lifts up the lowly, fills the hungry with good things, sends the rich empty away, and I love this phrase, scatters the proud in the imagination of their hearts. That's what a servant does. When I first sensed a call to ministry or maybe just a desire, an opportunity opened up for a student pastorate in 1971 in Lincoln, Kansas. And then I went back to college in Illinois and served in Monroe Center. Lincoln, Kansas and Monroe Center, Illinois are two pretty unglamorous places. But I knew that pastoral ministry was all about being a servant. My dad taught me that by example, and my mom, the daughter of a pastor, poured out her life as a servant as well. But they were clear with me that they were only secondarily servants of the church. They were primarily servants of God. Mary said, here am I the servant of the Lord. So Advent 4 announces that we are a Christ-centered church. We see that in our mission statement every week. Do you see that in your bulletins? We're going to say this together. Let's look at our bulletins. We're going to say our mission statement together. It's on page 2, bottom of page 2, our vision statement We say together, the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant is a Christ-centered community set free by grace and placed in our neighborhoods to serve and to invite all people into a wondrous relationship with God. So in this Advent 2018, we announce that we are people who worship a God for whom nothing is impossible. We announce to you that we will continue to be all about grace and finally, in this 2018 Advent, we announce that we, like Mary, are servants. Mary sings, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the promises of our God abide forever. Amen. Shall we pray together? Gracious God, we are grateful for this day of peace this fourth Sunday of Advent. May we worship the newborn Savior anew, uh, infant holy, infant lowly. We worship in His name. Amen. Let us stand and sing together this lovely carol.
seated. We come now to bring our offerings and pledges and gifts and Christmas joy offering to God's house. Our ushers will please wait upon us. And let us go before God in prayer. Emmanuel, God with us, what a glorious gift. O oh God, by your prophets, you promised a sign of your presence, a son called Emmanuel. In Jesus Christ, you chose to live in our midst, feel what we felt, and know our needs. He made known to us your will. He taught us your way, and he called us to follow. What the prophets foretold, we now know to be true. We kneel in awe and wonder with shepherds and kings. 
We welcome Emmanuel, for by his birth, our new life has begun. At this season of Advent, O Lord, we say, Come, Lord Jesus, come into a world that so needs you. Let the truth of your incarnation fill our souls and minds. Let us see you in your glory, you who were born in a stable. Open our eyes to angels, our ears to carols of praise. In the hustle and bustle of getting ready for Christmas, O Lord, help us slow down and be quiet so we do not miss the real truth and beauty of the season. Lead our nation and all nations in the way of justice and goodwill. Direct those who govern that they may rule fairly, maintain order, uphold those in need, and defend oppressed people, that the world may claim your rule and know true peace, the peace on earth of which the angels sang. We pray for Syria today as U.S. troops are being pulled out while the fight against ISIS continues. We pray that the other nations supporting Syria may accomplish the goals set out. On this Sunday of peace, we pray for peace for that nation. We pray for Indonesia as they recover from yesterday's tsunami and loss of life there. In this season where we sing of being merry and bright, we pray for others in circumstances that are neither merry nor bright. We pray for those in financial difficulties, without jobs, without homes, without health, or without ones they have loved. Grant healing to all who are sick and afflicted, and peace to all who are troubled. Heal hearts that are broken. Gather those that have been scattered. We pray for all in our homes, friends, relatives, near and far away. This morning we continue to pray for Sam Allen for recovery from his procedure and stay in the hospital. And we ask you to look after Terry's sister, Judy, who is at this moment going through procedures in the hospital. Bring peace into our homes, our lives, our world, and use us as instruments of that peace. Even with so many in our world, hurting, broken, grieving, and frightened, there is still the good news of Emmanuel, God with us. How grateful we are that we have a God who walks with us through painful times, as well as in the even-keeled and more joy-filled ones. God, keep us alert for the signs of the gentle touch of your hand upon our world, whether it be a star in the sky or a voice in the night. Help us to have the courage to follow where you will lead and to rely on your guiding presence along the way. Be with us and use us to give honor to your Son as we witness to his love, for it is in his name that we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now would you please stand for our closing hymn. Please come over and enjoy Unetta's homemade cupcakes and refreshments and all good things in our fellowship hall. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one this day, this night, in this season of Advent and forevermore. Amen.
This is Pastor Charles Fenson again, and we invite you at any point to come and worship with us here at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa. We trust that God has been honored by this worship service and that you have been blessed. God be with you.